I'm Carol Cohn, and welcome to Purpose 360, the podcast that unlocks the power of purpose to ignite business and social impact. I always love reading a CEO letter that provides valuable information and background to prepare for a conversation with a Purpose 360 guest. Today's guest is Kim Olson. She's the Chief Communications Officer of Land O'Lakes, one of America's premier farmer and member-owned cooperatives. They returned $19 billion in revenues last year. There's so much to this over 100-year-old organization. Let me read you a little from the letter to provide greater insight. A century ago, Lando Lakes was founded by Farmers for Farmers. These men and women worked hard. They took care of their land and animals, looked after their neighbors, and recognized that we all do better when we work together. They understood then, as we do now, the power of community and the cooperative to not only meet the needs of the day, but to chart a stronger course for tomorrow. Well, today, Lando Lakes has grown into a Fortune 200 business with a diversified network that touches half, 50% of the harvested acres in the United States. Their members who live and work in rural communities across the country are entrepreneurs who are truly changing the world for better. Farmers are the original environmentalists, and they have always been stewards of the land. They understand the impact that climate has on their individual livelihoods and our nation's food production system at large. In today's conversation, we're going to dive into the structure of Lando Lakes. We're going to talk about how their purpose, rooted in tomorrow, truly is lived by all layers and members of the organization, as well as our agricultural retailers. We're also going to talk about how Lando Lakes has supported its rural communities in deep and profound ways, especially through the American Connection Project, bringing broadband to communities that were just not linked to fast internet or internet at all, that was essential for their business for their education, for their success of their families, for their economic resiliency and vibrancy of their communities. This is such a rich conversation. I can't wait to get started. So let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Kim. We're so thrilled to have you here. Gosh, Carol, it's such a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate the invitation. I just want to start with you just won a huge accolade. Um, So can you share that with our listeners? Because it's going to get their attention and then they're going to listen to the entire podcast and then they'll play it again because it's so great. Well, fantastic. We uh, on June 21st, which was uh, just last week, um, Time announced that uh, they're 100 most influential companies in the world. And we were named one of those companies. So Land Lakes was in the category of uh, Titan. And so we're all just um, quite honored and, and thrilled to be among the uh, among those companies, including, you know, Microsoft and JP Morgan and, um, and Apple. And it's uh, it's been very exciting for us. 
And I know that that uh, you were very excited that your CEO Beth Ford um, was amongst. She was like shoulder to shoulder, shoulder with those titans. So she's seen as a titan too because she's feeding so many of us. It's it's my understanding that Lando Lakes has fifty percent of the acreage in the U.S. that's being harvested. So we better really make sure that that we know how incredible farmers truly are, which is one of your taglines. We touched uh, 50% of the harvested acres in the nation, and we're real proud of that. I can tell from just looking at all your wonderful materials, but let's just start out with a little bit about your background and how you got to, to this incredible position in your career. I've been very fortunate because I've worked um, across uh, communications, across industries. Um, that's something I always liked about the function is that you could uh, you could go in different types of organizations and get different types of variety. But I love the the discipline of comms and storytelling and um, really. Uh, telling um, folks why they should care about uh, different issues and different um, subjects. So I have been um, on the ad agent or on the PR agency side, um, primarily uh, Weber Shandwick in my, in my past, I started out at an ad agency um, and after finishing uh, journalism school. Um, and then I've worked uh, for some very, very big companies. So I've worked uh, as VP of uh, comms for United Health Group. Um, I've worked as chief comms officer for Carlson, which is, you know, big travel uh, industry player. Um, and, you know, where you and I met, I worked at uh, General Mills um, as their uh, head of PR for a time. Um so it's been really a uh, an interesting journey. About eight years ago, I decided I wanted to go back to corporate side, and uh, Land O'Lakes um, came calling, and uh, I have never looked back. They're they're an extraordinary group of people. What is it like to be a steward of a company that is over a hundred years old? It's privilege, really. We are working on behalf of a community that literally keeps us alive, right? You mentioned, you know, 1% of the population is uh, working in agriculture and 100% of us need to eat. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, there just aren't really too many people in the world who understand ag. So, you know, as I'm trying to um, help, with uh, a better understanding of ag and the people that uh, bring us our food. You know, 98% of U.S. farms are family-owned and uh, operated, and um, 54% of Americans think that a majority of food in the U.S. is produced by large businesses, and that's just, it's simply not true. Rural America is challenged, and and I'm going to lead into some of the great programs you're doing to, to really support rural America, but what's it like just to live in rural America today? I can tell you a little bit about that. And and the reason I can is because we're a cooperative. You had mentioned earlier that um, Land Lakes were, you know, 213 on the Fortune 500 list or um, obviously a, a functioning business. But we are at our core, a retail member and farmer owned cooperative. But our business today includes 1300 dairy farmers. Um, just under about a thousand local ag retail owners. We've got um, over 500 ag producers. So through our member and retail owners, our farm-owned cooperative has a network of 300,000 producers, and as we mentioned at the front, touches about half of America's harvested acres. 
Um, we have a presence in 10,000 rural communities across the, across the country. As, as you mentioned, um, the industry has a number of challenges right now. We've got inflationary pressures, consolidation at all levels, available labor, um, research and technology is always changing and getting more complex. But there's also all kinds of opportunity in that. We like to say that our, our uh, farmers are the original entrepreneurs. There, I, I mean, they. I have never met people that work um, so hard with such commitment and and just resiliency. Because they're, you know, we mentioned rural communities. They're living in um, communities who are the foundation of of what uh, we are dealing with and addressing and challenges uh, in country. Um, the education achievement gap is high. There's lower healthcare outcomes. You know, hospitals are closing. Main streets uh, businesses are losing out to bigger businesses. They have lack of access to credit, um, lack of fresh food uh, in America's heartlands, which is ironic. Um, and in you know, in many parts of the country, you're trying to create uh, more food with less available water and less available land. So we, you know, the the interesting thing for us, um, and one thing that should make people sit up and pay attention, is that the, the planet's population is set to grow to about 10 billion people by 2050. And during that time, we need to produce more food than the last 8,000 years combined. So we have to get this get this done with less water and less arable land. And there is just not a good awareness of that. You know, we say food security is national security and people just don't, uh, just don't know. So we're, we're trying to raise awareness um, about the essential nature of what our members do. You have this purpose uh, rooted in tomorrow that is in all your core materials. What does that mean to Land of Lakes? So our origin story is a century ago, we were founded by the farmers and these farmers wanted to uh, sell their products together um, so that they could get uh, better marketplace placement. And the power of bringing it, uh, that story and that heritage together was one of the things that that she was uh, that she was very interested in. So you know, for us, we started this work because we wanted to bring the story of the enterprise together to benefit the whole cooperative system, and we needed a compelling purpose to rally around for our teams, um, both our current employees and um, future employees. We want to attract talent. Uh, and if you want to make a, a difference in the world, geez, you can do that if you're working in agriculture. And the other thing that we really wanted to do was change and uh, reframe kind of the narrative around rural America in the media and in the culture um, and talk about the whole ecosystem that, that supports farmers. I love that it's rooted your past in tomorrow, which is your future. So, so that's beautifully done. How do you engage uh, your various stakeholders internally, your employees with your purpose, even your board with your purpose? How do you get them involved? It's interesting. I would say the employees um, 
aren't hard because the employees sort of say, oh my gosh, we've got an opportunity to change the world, point me in the right direction. And when we, you know, increasingly we're trying to make sure that our employees know more about our members and our members know more about employees. And, you know, when you hear the stories of um, how our members are, are functioning and what our, what our ag retailers are bringing to the world, it's just inherently inspiring. You know, the, the resilience, the creativity, the passion, you're continually finding solutions to the question of how we're going to effectively and sustainably feed a growing population. So that drives you, you know, everybody eats. So when you are doing work that has that big of a footprint, it's not hard to, um, to sell that, you know, it's whether we're, you know, convening stakeholders and policymakers or, you know, advocating to close the digital divide and bring broadband to communities or pushing for investments in ag research, generating awareness of the fragility of the global food supply, as we discussed, um, or working with the farmers to adopt new technologies and optimize their fields. We are just like if you are looking across the spectrum at what's important in the world right now. Uh, we have an opinion and a um, and a place in all of it. And it, it's beautiful the way that you're thinking about that. It's, it sounds very much like the healthcare business. Like when you're in the healthcare business, you're saving people's health. When you're in the food business, you've got a lot of, well, maybe not competitors, but others you know, in the CPG business, they don't have the closeness to the land that you have, which is so extraordinary. And I want to talk about some of the great things you have done to begin to really storytell the melody of a farmer. So in 2016, you had this incredible video. It was like, I call it Ode to the Farmer. It's a poem, isn't it? That is, that is told with the most beautiful photos. So I'm video. So I'm just curious about that. And then I want to get into Shio. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the the video that you're talking about was a um, it was a poem that our former chief marketing officer found um, from I think it was the 18th or 19th century, and um, he just felt like that spoke to how he think he thought of all of the people that he was meeting in his um, day-to-day work. And CIO, um, that was kind of an interesting uh, ad uh, at the time. We featured um, female uh, female farmers because, you you know, everybody has this stereotype of a um, 60-year-old, uh, you know, man out in the field in his overalls. And really, um, women are um, just as representative of uh, rural uh, Americans and and farmers and um, folks in the agricultural community, uh, they stand side by side with their husbands and fathers and brothers, and um, and often they are leading. Leslie Stahl went and toured their farm, and some of that footage made it into our story about uh, about our um, our CEO, the you know the magnificent Beth Ford. I just want to pause on the incredible Beth Ford, because you're not saying that because, hey, it's it's near review time. Yes, I mean, no. can you talk a little bit about your purpose rooted in tomorrow and how Beth, how Beth brings that to life? And I think she does it in many, many different ways. I've never 
met someone who is smarter or more dedicated to bringing everything she has to uh, to bear in getting you know progress for her members and her her member owners. And as she does it, she is constantly thanking, including, and elevating her employees and her team, um, which I I very much admire. Um, she's consistently on you know world's greatest leaders list, um, well earned, uh, and just what she's done with her platform. She saw an opportunity and said, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna." Uh, get some attention. I'm going to take this attention and I'm going to make people aware of the things that um, my uh, farmer space and my retail uh, member owners need to happen. Um, and that's just been an amazing thing to see. She's just a force of nature. Oh, that's so wonderful. That That's, that's really, really inspiring. Um, can you talk, I bet she had at least to say in the American Connection Project. And so can you talk about what it is and the impact that it's having? Because it's really scaled and impressive. We're, we are all very proud of that work. So um, when uh, Beth was named, she went out and she um, immediately went to uh, our members' um, locations. And one of the things that um, that she noticed uh, was that there was not connectivity in in the way that they needed. So if they wanted to do their homework, they had to drive to the local McDonald's. If they wanted to, um, you know, sometimes uh, folks are taking um, virtual uh, jobs to um, supplement income, and they couldn't do that. If they wanted to um, do sustainable farming practices, a lot of that is uh, is informed by data and you can't get the data if you can't connect. So she started, um, our approach was uh, three-part awareness, advocacy, and action. So she started talking about the reality of uh, the digital divide and not having what we needed in rural communities to, to be connected. Then this is somebody who uh, brings people together and organizations together in a way that uh, that I, I I haven't seen before. So she uh, then would bring together um, the right players to address the problem. So then when we kind of moved to advocacy, we formed the uh, American Connection uh Broadband Policy Coalition. And that coalition was 175 members, and it was everybody from like, you know, the Cleveland Clinic to um, to Tractor Supply and governmental organizations and everybody in between. And so um, then that group started advocating together as a um, voice to get uh, better broadband connectivity. And, you know, um, based on that effort and many, many others, um, we got broadband into the infrastructure bill when uh, when that was passed. Um, Beth was there at the signing, so that was something that made us all good. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah very exciting. Um, yeah. And then I, on the action front, you know, we, we continue to do um, policy work uh, and bring uh, dollars there. Um, 
when you look at that uh, infrastructure um, funding. Um, we are doing uh, rural, rural broadband work uh, with partners to uh, get service providers out there and help them can expand into the key geographies. Um, we have the American Connection Core, which is it's uh, we have 75 fellows who are working in communities to organize and supply um, and uh, take the funding that we've got from a successful grant. Now, again, this isn't costing Land Lakes anything. It's um, us, you know, convening a group to, to fund it. And uh, we are partnering with uh, Leader, uh, Leader for America and 19 other ACP partners. And then we put these fellows back into the communities. Um, we also have American, so that's the American Connection Core. Then we also have the American Connection Communities. So we have a few of these going now. Um, Corey has uh, is a partner of ours. Once a community is connected, the partnership with uh, Corey, which is the Sun, uh, Center on Rural Innovation, helps them kind of close the gap um, from an economic perspective. Um, we Aberdeen was our first. Uh, and, you know, we're working with them to attract tech jobs in ag technology. And then we um, also uh, lost, um, launched Namatowak. So um, we're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of work there and, and are, you know, really very, uh, very proud of that. Uh, and it's evolved nicely. I mean, this is a holistic approach to People empowerment, economic development, I mean, food production efficiency and and also education, you know, for the families and such. And I'm sure there's health care that that's benefits, too, because they've got they've got broadband and they have greater access to to the Internet. So you are to be commended because you didn't just say, hey, we're going to go get try and get some grant money and we're going to add some broadband. I mean, that was like step one. There were like five or ten steps in this, and it's extraordinary. And you know, we're um, we're just uh, seeing where things like this can go. I, I mean, I remember being in um, Chicago when Beth was newly named about six, eight months in, and she was um, speaking to a, a business organization there, and you know, she starts talking about this need and. I, it was surprising that people just didn't know. It's like, well, we can help there, and then it all it all sort of rolled from there. And it takes someone w- with vision and persistence and a long view. Um, and and I love the fact that you have so many partners um, that that are extraordinary. And and I love the fact that, um, for example, you, you talked about tractor supply, but you also have Microsoft and Zoetis. So, you know, you've got the the breadth of the different organizations that are coming together in your core connection core is just fantastic. So, so, so yeah, lo- love that. That That's really great. Let's talk a little bit about, I want to talk about innovation. You know, first of all, to our listeners, you know, early innovations, butter from sweet cream. Originally, it was from sour cream. Then you created the individual wrapped wax flavor protect wrapper, which I love. I think that's great. It keeps, you know, the other smells in your refrigerator away from your beautiful butter. Then you commercialize spreadable butter on a national scale. Then you did half sticks to make small batch cooking easier. Now that's on kind of the product side, but let's just talk about 
the drones, the soil sensors, the carbon sequestration, your your dairy sustainability field reps. You're not just making the butter and the cheese. You're also improving the abilities, the efficiency, et cetera. So talk, so share about Truterra. We look at sustainability a little bit different than um, than most companies. Like everything we do, we look at it through the eyes of our, our farmer and um, retail member owners. So, you know, whether they're the farmers themselves or the retailers who um, support the farmers and advise them, we're always going to look at things through that lens. They recognize the threats to their operations and the future's that are presented by something like climate change and um, their day-to-day decisions are kind of shaped by that understanding. So we recognize our responsibility to support them as they navigate these challenges. Now, as we're thinking of that, um, Truterra is our kind of our answer to um, those challenges. So it's a sustainability business that helps scale on-farm stewardship on-farm um, by working with and through the infrastructure farmers rely on. Now, what that means is farmers meet with um, our agronomists or our retail uh, member owners, um, agronomists, and they get uh, advice and services um, from their ag retailer. And those are our members. So um, the business, Truterra, is really built on the idea that um, farmer ROI can generate environmental ROI. So we see it as a uh, as an everybody wins thing. So most recently, we launched uh, Truterra Sustainability Services, and that's just this comprehensive um, suite of agronomic and financial resources um, for farmers who are transitioning to, to uh, more sustainable practices. All farmers um, are on a, a journey in this area these days, and um, we're trying to in- meet them where they are on their journey, encourage them to adopt regenerative farming practices um, by removing the biggest barriers. And their, you know, their barriers are they're they're afraid of lost profitability and productivity. So who do you turn to for advice on that? People that are um, gonna put the farmer uh, the farmer first. So that's that's kind of where we are with that business. It's really um, a booming topic and uh, a booming effort. And one of the things that Truterra does brilliantly and that you're doing is that you are improving the the nitrogen efficiency, dealing with soil erosion quality, greenhouse gas emissions to create carbon credits. And that you had, I just saw that you had announcement of over $5.1 million in carbon credits going back to your members that were enrolled in that initiative. Yeah, in fact, we are at a um, at a point where we are almost sold out. You know, it's um, oh my god, it's that's fantastic. But um, we have because we have all of the um, access to half the harvested acres, we have uh, potential to to generate probably more than uh, more than any other company. We're a leader. It's just brilliant. I just, uh, you know, people don't think a land. They look at that tub of butter and they have no idea of all the incredible things be- behind it. Let's talk about packaging because and, and your logo because, um, it, you know, you made some changes in your logo. Um, and can you talk a little about it? Um, and and in that process. 
as you look at how close um, we are to our, our member owners and um, how much we were trying to tell their story, we really wanted uh, our efforts, including our packaging, to reflect the, the foundation, the heart of the company and the culture. You know, like many um, major American food brands, we took stock of shifting um, consumer dynamics. So particularly, I think, with the emergence of kind of the millennial generation. And, you know, we were asking ourselves what we need to do to remain relevant and uh, also profitable in the face of these new demands. So we changed our packaging and we now have our farmers on the package and we see a better connection between the um, folks that uh, create the product and the people who consume it. Um, the cooperative structure is great because it gives us this uh, unique ability to make the connection. And it's just one more way we can bring the farmers into the kitchen. You're being pro- proactive and evolving with, with who you were. So that's great. Let's talk a little about the foundation, because um, while you work in 50 states, you're also in 50 countries around the globe. And so we'd love to hear a little bit about you have Land of Lake Venture 37 and and what that is. And and, and uh, so share that with us, please. So the Land O'Lakes Foundation um, is uh, kind of supported by uh, by the company. Um, last year, they contributed a total of $10.1 million to nonprofits, um, higher education institutions, community organizations. They do things in addition to... Um, contributions that are uh, are monetary, our foundation is also, as you would imagine, uh, very involved in food donation and how um, how they can uh, do that. We have uh, a member match program. So sometimes when we're making donations, our members can, um, we make them in member communities and then the members uh, match, we match what the members are donating, which works really nicely. So we're very proud of the foundation. Um, in addition, we have uh, an organization called Venture 37, which is a um, nonprofit that uh, was started by our farmers many, many years ago in the 70s, where um, we uh, go around the world, we identified our um, our friends and neighbors, you know, farmers take care of their friends and neighbors. And back in the day, um, our farmer members decided that their friends and neighbors were all over the globe. And they were people that uh, were starting um, to uh, feel challenges in food production. And um, we had some knowledge that we could share. So we have a whole organization that um, gets grants and funding and that uh, manages those funds and grants to help folks in, in many different parts of the world, in many different uh, projects. Yeah, you have so much wisdom, but but I love, again, rooted in tomorrow because you're so forward thinking. So so as we have to, to draw it to a close, I just want to say, what's next? We are going to focus on global food security. Everything that we are doing and that our member owners are doing is under that umbrella. We see the broad ecosystem and we see some challenges. So whether it's ag research or water or immigration, we are going to uh, fight hard for um, the people that feed us to get what they need. 
fantastic and, and very broad look, but very holistic, which is exactly the way that, that you approach your business. In closing, you have an amazing CEO and you've been a CCO for a long time. Do you have any insights for your colleagues how they can develop the best relationship with their CEO and how they can walk that fine line in terms of innovation and listening and, you know, pushing, but not too hard, but making sure you're in sync. A couple of things I would say is um, read everything, watch everything. So, um, you know, funny story. uh, I, as you can imagine, my email every morning um, looks like you would think, you know, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Time, Fortune, Axios, the Washington Post, USA Today, all of that stuff. But also, it's the Real Housewives. It's the Bear. It's, um, you know, I love uh, pop culture. And, um, and I'm on TikTok all the time. You know, TikTok is listening to me. And so I am served up things that um, you, I'm so surprised when I'm like, oh my goodness, you're right. I, I didn't realize that. I should pursue that. I, I would just say to people, um, be authentic and be curious because I, I told a funny story uh, last year. I, I was down, I'm an early exercise person and so is Beth. And I was running on a treadmill. And I was watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I watched her come in because she was walking in the hotel gym. We were at a media event or something. And I desperately tried to switch that channel to CNN or or anything. (laughs) That's a a great story. She walks over and, you know, I didn't quite get it. And I just thinking, oh, my goodness. Well, now she knows this is who I am. So um, I would just say, say be authentic. And um, sometimes image is overrated. I, I think we try so hard to package as business people who we are. And sometimes a little um, reality of who we are also makes us great. I love that story. Um, and certainly Zoom, you know, has, has helped. Like, you know, last I was doing a podcast and my cat's walking across my, you know, my computer like, no, 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 don't do that. Please, please don't do that. I know here we are. So so this has been, I, I hope that everyone, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes because um, Land Lakes I love as a consumer And I also love the fact that you teach us. So in closing, I want to thank you, Kim, so much for your time. I know you're really busy. Um, But is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about Land O'Lakes as a brand or the co-op structure or just anything that is just, you've got tons of pearls of wisdom. We could do a whole show on just all the pearls. Oh, well, you're so kind. um, First of all, I want to say that I've learned from you. So I I very much appreciate that uh, you give me the opportunity and and I I value our our friendship. Um, I I would say uh, just from a purpose perspective and from my experience at Land O'Lakes and other places, I would say that um, leaning into your purpose is the best investment you can make. Because as you think about employees and why they stay in jobs and why they stay at places um, and strip away the the compensation and the benefits and, and those things, people will tell you that they want to do meaningful work. 
And so if you make sure that what you're doing is meaningful, um, that's going to be a great investment for you. Perfect. Perfect ending. I'm going to, I'm going to go like, I got to go make a piece of toast, spread some of my beautiful Linda Lakes butter on it. So thank you, Kim Olson. This is great. And, and we can't wait to see the, the evolution and what you're going to be doing in global security. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by some amazing people, and I'd love to thank them. Ann Hundertmark and Kristen Kenny at Carol Cone on Purpose, Pete Wright and Andy Nelson, our crack production team at True Story FM, and you, our listener. You know, we love hearing from you, so please give us feedback. Let us know names of people you'd like to hear on a future episode. How about some new questions to ask? And also, please rate and rank us because we really want to be as high as possible as one of the top business podcasts available so that we can continue exploring together the importance and the activation of authentic purpose. We all know every company, every brand, every not-for-profit must define their purpose, refine it, and activate it and evolve it over time so it has the greatest impact on business growth, and society. And by listening to these episodes and sharing them with your colleagues and talking about them, I want to inspire you to have an amazing answer to this question. What is the power of your purpose? Thanks so much for listening.